Well, here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, one and all, to the All About It podcast. I am your main man, Bennett, with Ariel. I am also back here and again. She's here again. We're here again. How's it? How you doing? How's your day going? Dear? I'm. We're doing pretty good. It's a sunny day. Someone got a haircut. That someone is Bennett. I got a. I got a haircut. <laughs> I need one. I got a haircut. I feel pretty good about it. I don't really go to the gym. I just get a haircut. Yep. And uh, I feel like I lost twenty pounds. Feel pretty. Feel pretty I good. Gotta say, it looks really good with your headphones right now. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. <laughs> so. There's a lot of questions that we got to get through, so I really shouldn't be wasting time. But before I get to the questions, I got to know, what's today's episode all about? It's all about how we make money. Money, Ooh. baby. Money. Everyone <laughs> loves it. Answered. Everyone loves money. It's the root of all evil. It's the root of all evil, they say. Oh, well. They also say it can't buy happiness. Um, Yeah. The but root of all evil. Hmm. Money is important to everybody, right, guys? I mean, you got to have money to make money. You got to spend money to have money. You got to buy stuff. You got to sell stuff. It's just money is what kind of makes the world go around sometimes. Yeah, speaking of selling and investing uh, in stuff, I'd say that we do a good amount of that, wouldn't you? Do what? Sell stuff and invest in stuff. Yeah, when we can. Yeah. Sure. Like invest, invest what do you mean, like stocks and stuff? I mean, there's that, there's investing in equipment, there's investing in your time, there's investing in other people to promote your product. And then the selling side, we have a whole online store that you run. <laughs> Products. Yeah. Products and money and people and things. There's a lot a lot to unpackage. Yeah. So, you know what? Why don't we just allow the questions to tell the story? Okay. Right? Because yeah. a lot of the questions that we got, and we got, I don't even know. Hundreds of questions. I'm very surprised. This is most questions I've ever seen. I get the questions. I send them to him. He processes through them. And then he reads them off to me. And there's some really funny ones that we're not even going to share you know, today. There, there's <laughs> there's people out there that they kind of like address uh, they address people. And they're like, hey, guys, got a, got a lot of feedback on this. Hey, guys, we got a million <laughs> questions. And, you know, you and I both know they didn't get a lot of feedback. For example... I sometimes will wear something or have something new on and someone will DM me being like, where is that necklace from? And it's one person. And so what do you say? I've joked. No, no, no. You guys really liked my necklace. No, even like (laughs) in the past, I've been like, so, so many of you and so many of you, meaning one person asked where my necklace is from. And it's kind of a joke. (laughs) So many of you are asking about my shirt. Here's the link. Swipe up. I make money on that swipe up. <laughs> Guys, you? that's true. Really? So, Well, I do have something called reward style where you can connect your Instagram account or, well, actually, no, it's not even necessarily Instagram. It's just a link that gets converted from the product and you connect it to your reward style. And if someone uses that link... To buy the product, the person who linked it gets a commission through reward style. Yeah, sounds pretty, about right. Pretty crazy. I've seen that all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, hey, use my name at checkout and you'll get 10% off. Yeah. A lot of um, very uh, fashion blogger influenced with yeah. that one um, because they use a lot of product in their posts and hey, it's a great, great business tactic. Got to give it to them. So I don't really know where why we even brought that yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. Oh, Tangent. Oh, because, you know, I we see all the time, and I'm sure you you guys have heard all the time, oh, man, you know, you guys really wanted us to talk about this, and so now we're talking about it. And you know, I always, whenever I hear that, I'm always like, did did they really? Yeah. Did someone actually? Yeah. So here's my cross my heart, hope to die. We got a lot of effing questions about this topic because yeah. at the end of the day, I think it touches all of us. Money is important. Yeah. You know, having it, not having it. How much is enough? Is it? Can you you ever have enough money? I don't even know. And I got to say, I'm kind of shocked by how it's still kind of a taboo topic. What, money in general? Yeah, just like talking about money, like maybe even like opening up to someone that you need advice from about like how much you have saved or how much in debt you are and how... 
how it's okay or it's not okay. And I just still to this day don't, I have no idea how much is a, like a regular amount to either have or spend on a regular basis compared to how much you make. And it's like, how much should you be saving? And it's like, so case by case. We, I think we still compare ourselves and like our current situation to how things were in the past when we were really struggling. Yeah. So now we feel like, you know, a good payday or a good, you know, job or a good work day. It's like, oh my gosh, look at all that money. Because back in the day, we had just barely enough to, you know, make ends meet, yeah. as they say. Yep. You know, we were asking our neighbors for an extra 20 bucks I think that happened to once. help <laughs> us pay rent. Yeah, but it happened. You yeah, know? no, how, yeah, seriously. How broke you got to be to be short on rent 20 bucks when you're 21 you know, and, you're and right, 22 it happens right on the razor's edge yeah. of financial stability and we rode that edge baby for i don't even know years yeah you guys there were so many years when i was starting out and just getting some momentum where i just was kind of sitting at the same place in terms of my income for a long time and i didn't really care because i really loved what i did and then you know, I got burnt out on weddings and now we're here many years later. There you go. We'll get into uh, we'll get in some questions that you guys sent in. Why not? Yeah. So to just kick it off, there's a lot of iterations of So I'm not going to hit every question that we received. However, a lot of questions were doubled up, tripled up, quadrupled up, yeah. centupled up, multiples, whatever is beyond the centuples, double yokes. We got, oh, God. Sorry. Another, another little moment here. Yeah, so just got just told some, a quick story. You know, listen, this is episode's <laughs> called All About How We Make Money. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. I think it's a lot of luck. At the end of the day, a lot of things, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of perseverance. It's a lot of patience. It's a lot of things. But at the end of the day, too, it's a lot of luck. I'm I'm halfway with you. So it's, you got luck and you got hard work and you, you're going to fall somewhere in between. But right. we're so lucky. That this week we go, we we make eggs, we make eggs almost every, every, day. every day, right? A, little, a couple of little scrambled eggs, something like this, and we pulled out the eggs out of the the dozen that you get, right? And four of the first five eggs had double yolks. I got one this morning too, but I was so used to it that I didn't even mention. You didn't it even to mention you. it, so yeah. that's now five out of six eggs. Mm-hmm. We yep. got a straight up double yolk batch Mini going twins. on. If you are familiar with the double yolk phenomenon, it's probably actually not a phenomenon. It probably happens all the time. <laughs> and if we got five out of 12, it's like, okay, it's not that rare. Now, like cracking an egg, I'm like getting excited. I know. I'm like, what God, are you gonna get? I want that double yolk so get? bad. It's like, give me a triple yolk and I will die of And twins. <laughs> Wait, can there be a triple yolk? I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know. I doubt it. Maybe. Maybe. All right, fine. We'll go. We'll answer yeah, some fine. questions we'll now. I could talk. Questions. This episode might just be all about double yolk <laughs> phenomena, but we'll save that one for a rainy day. Yeah, really. So, you know, here's a question came up all the time. Okay. You know, how did you start your business and and get people to know about it? I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because you're all in the same vein. I feel like the same answer is going to answer a lot of these questions. So it's really, how'd you get started? How'd you get started? Did you figure out everything in advance? Like, did you have a concrete plan before you started your own business? Um, how did you get people to notice? How did you get people to start buying in? That's kind of like the first question is, how did you start? And then how did you transition from the thing just existing to getting people's attention and ultimately getting their money, getting out there, check, right. checkbooks and writing some checks? If memory serves, oh, and I do want to mention that in our all about being a photographer episode, I go over in detail how I got started and I will give you an abbreviated version right now. So I went to high school, took photo class, went on to college to the Art Institute of Seattle, which no longer exists. Look it up. <laughs> Rest in peace, Art Institute of Seattle. <laughs> it's actually really sad. Our deepest condolences to any student that was impacted negatively by the closure of that particular establishment. Come on. That was not sped up at all. That was real time. Um, <laughs> and just to put it in perspective, I was going there. I mean, in the right in the middle, right in the middle of my education there, the recession hit. I've heard too that my parents helped, and I also had loans taken out in my name. So I got I just want to put that out there. I've heard that the Art Institute of Seattle location has been like ransacked. Yeah. Basically, like if someone went there not too long ago that we know, and they were just 
it, it's like ripped apart the yeah. whole place top very and down. sad but that's where I went to school and then after that I kind of had a kind of had a deep dive sad moment where I had some jobs that had nothing to do with photography and then I finally just started emailing places and really hustling to get my name out there and this was all before Instagram let's let's take a, a beat and yeah. maybe dive in more into that because yeah. so you were soliciting yourself to brands you liked well actually more so local publications because at the time it wasn't so much about working with brands online because it was 10 years ago so picture Instagram not even being an option I was just trying to go for it and make it work and at that time it was like the worst time to get into that Mm. very like doubtful just horrible thoughts and I just remember starting to get hired by my parents friends and then their friends and then putting my stuff on Facebook and then other people would see it and it's all about like you know putting yourself out there working for free and just letting yourself learn and being patient and Growing with myself at that time was also really hard because I was like 20 and 21 and very much just a sad growing period of being patient and working really hard. But anyway, there came a time where I think I got so busy and I had so many things lined up that already were contracted in and I needed new equipment so badly, but I was broke and I was working part time. And I think this is when my parents helped me with equipment. And even I used that camera for probably five years, which is crazy in camera years. So that's kind of how I jump started working consistently because I already knew that I was going to be able to pay them back. It was just about getting the equipment so I could actually do the jobs that I was contracted in to do. Does that make sense? Totally. So it's like someone investing in you when you don't have the capital like you see on Shark Tank. Gotta love Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. We're Shark Tank family. So yeah, that's kind of, you know, forever grateful. They're so supportive. They're like the most supportive people in my life. Always have been with my business and like what I wanted to do. So you're working at a... Like a kids club, mm-hmm. your baby, hour. your babysitting on occasion. I babysat for a long time. Yeah, while I was still trying to get my business up and running, like that was my saving grace was that cash from babysitting. And when you were going to school, you were working for Cost Plus, Cost Plus World Market. Shout out, love that establishment. Yeah, a lot of cool like imported goods, chocolates, <laughs> things and of art. that nature. Yeah. So you're working there. So basically the the story that you're telling is you're working when you're in school, you get out of school and you're working a job. The job has nothing to do with your education. Yeah. That's so that's a common factor here. That's why I was so bummed out. Anyone who graduated at that time knows how hard it was to even get a job. It kind of depends. Exactly. Depends depends on where you're at on the spectrum. (laughs) There there were approximately a million less people trying to be a photographer back then than there there are now. (laughs) So that's kind of the difference. Um, Technology's changed. Accessibility has changed. Marketing's changed. Everything's changed in the past just 10 years. You know, I learned a lot and it was really, really, really slow at first. I will say that there are so many resources now that I didn't have. I've said that before, but... Gosh, there's so there's so much you can learn out there now online. YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along. This is more in the uh, area of photography and being a photographer. You know, we all, the technology's there now. We all have really good phones that have, you know, mega, megapixels. They got, they got the megapixels mm-hmm. in them. That's right. That's the right word. So th- <laughs> this question came up a couple times is how important is it to have a good website in order to be a professional photographer? And how do you go about setting up a website like that? I will say that I've been working and playing in Squarespace for about, mm, let's say, gosh, five or six years. Maybe more. Yeah, I've built probably four or five websites now. Same. Um, and 
I just find it so satisfying and relaxing. I'm that kind of crazy person that like loves playing in Squarespace. It's kind of like playing The Sims to me. You're like building a house for something. And it just is so satisfying to bring something to life like that. But I will tell you that the template that we use for the print shop is not too far off from the template that Squarespace just, you know, offered the one that I picked. I think the one that we use is called Indigo. It's Indigo, but it's specifically for a commerce website. So it's just a really simple image driven, like just straightforward, you know, homepage. And I love Squarespace. I like to think with web design, and I've designed a handful of websites going back a few years, less is more. I agree. Don't overthink it. And always know that if you're in like the creating stages of a website, be patient with it. Yeah. You got to, you got to, it's like a tree you're chopping down. You're not going to get it all done in one go. You got to, well, unless you, unless you're like really good and you've done it forever, then you know what I'm talking about. But you got to be patient with it and just kind of hack away and keep on making subtle adjustments and, you know, little changes and make it personal. Like every website I'm sure we've all seen like you go website after website. Some of them can start looking the same. Like they're all using kind of like a similar template. So try and personalize it. Yeah. But less is more. If you don't know where to start and you're feeling stuck on design, I would find five websites that you are in love with and write down the things that you love about those websites. Like maybe the way that the links look when you roll over them, even down to that level of detail and take note of it and then go onto YouTube and search how to make a simple website in Squarespace. I can guarantee you'll be down a rabbit hole for like three hours of watching people, how you can easily put it together on Squarespace. They make it really easy. They have a great help team. This is not sponsored. Yeah, I was about to say, this is like a borderline <laughs> this is Squarespace not sponsored. commercial. I just genu- it's one of those companies that I just genuinely love and have used for so long. So anyway, um, But yeah, we use Squarespace. Our template is Indigo. My template before, it's like the same thing, but if you have a blog, I'm the name is escaping me. But when you go to the templates in Squarespace, you can really look at how people or how their team, like Squarespace will put together websites that are, you know, they're not real just to show you a demo of what the template will look like. And you will become addicted if you like if you have a creative eye and you like designing stuff, but anyone, if anyone's stuck and they want help designing a website, we are also here for you. I would think that if you find a, an artist or a website or something that you really, really admire, it doesn't hurt to reach out to them. You never know. Like some people, Hey, it's a closed system. You're knocking on a door. No one answers. It's like Willy Wonka. No one ever gets in. No one ever gets out. But in other cases, you might have someone that you really admire Take the time to get back to you with a, you know, a, a message of encouragement or yeah. maybe some pointers and it could be a complete game changer. So, yeah, yeah don't hesitate. If you want to ask someone some advice, you know, go do it. What's the harm? You only get answers to the questions that you ask. And you know. and I wanted to add relating the whole thing back to money with the website. We have learned how to set up the website in terms of getting more sales, I think. After having this shop for a year and a half, we've definitely come to realize, like, this is a better way to, to set things up, and this gets more of a response, and this way doesn't. Well, it's something we, we talk about a lot, and we are always thinking about it. We're always thinking about ways to improve yeah. everything. You know, nothing is ever done. Everything is always in a kind of a state of motion yeah. everything's getting either better or or worse or just changing changing doesn't necessarily have to be better or worse but it's definitely changing like we're always changing it's gonna be my birthday this weekend yeah i'm gonna be an older man by one year it'll just be like all of a sudden that day comes and i'm an, I'm an old man now that's so crazy because i was just thinking about how most people don't like change i think that's kind of a isn't that kind of a known thing i think people yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree with that. So, it's a little scary. Like change of any kind, it can be a little overwhelming, a little yeah. scary. So when I was having these questions come in, 
there were a lot, you know, in regards to changing, but with, but like indirectly questions about changing, but they didn't necessarily mean it that way. And I think that people just don't like change. So sacrificing things to start your own business and getting to that place where you can quit your job because you're making so much money, that's a huge change. And I think that innately people are just kind of like on the inside, I don't want to change, but you have to in order to get there. You know what I mean? Totally. When you can't see like the end result and it's not guaranteed, that uncertainty can be... It sucks. Yeah, it just sucks. It doesn't feel good. It's scary. and And then you couple it with, it's not just like a creative thing. Like it's a financial thing. There's money involved. Yeah. So uncertainty with like your income is just a recipe for for we feeling feeling there. feeling yucky. You yeah. know, it's it's it doesn't just work out. Now some people for some people it does yeah. totally does. And you know we're not necessarily speaking to you. And good good on you. Good luck with your future endeavors, ma'am or sir. But there's plenty of people out there. They try it. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work for a number of reasons. And then they guess what? But by trying it and it not working. You learned why it didn't work. It happened for a reason. Something's going to happen. Yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't the thing you thought it was going to be. But maybe you met the right person through that, and that's what is going to get you to your destiny. There you go. There you go. Fate. Next. Destiny. (laughs) Next question. Mistakes in the beginning. What were they? What lessons did you learn? One of the early mistakes... I don't know if I'd call it a mistake, but one one of the first things that I noticed being around you a lot was spreading yourself too thin. That's probably my number one thing. Candle burning at both ends, baby. Yeah. It's just, you're working, you're, you, you will say yes to everybody, everything, whether it's paid or not, whether it's long distance away or not, um, whether the client is even like a legit client or not like fearful that you might not get paid to this day i get emails and i'm like oh wow i really want to do this i really really with all my heart want to do this and then my brain is like running and sprinting being like how can i make this work how is this feasible and it's literally just not it just won't work out like when i got back from seattle with you in february and i had been going all month I went to Uganda it had been a very long and heart-filled travel month I was like just mentally wanting to go to bed at that point and I got an email and it was something that I really 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 wanted to do and I couldn't do it and it bummed me out but that would have been you know spreading myself too thin and that's a very recent example um I wish I could say what it was. I can't. I'm conflicted because I I like everyone's got 24 hours in a day. If you get up a little earlier, go to bed a little later, you know, sleep and take care of your diet, exercise, you can do a lot. Yeah. You can do a lot. So I I don't like the idea of feeling like overwhelmed. I always feel like there's a version of us that can do a little bit more. Yeah. And we should be trying to be that kind of person. Like expect more from ourselves every day but at the same time we're like these creatures and our vessel that you know our our body can only handle so much you can only do so much you can only say so many words and work with so many that you can't you can't just keep running yeah even though sometimes you you want to and like you're trying to power through it you got to give yourself a break else just kind of just sucks and i'm just going to be really open about this 100 <laughs> percent. this isn't necessarily like going back to mistakes and like i've made quite a few i've had people screw me over you wouldn't even believe what certain people have said to me or done to me i can't even like say it out loud it's horrible um just send her an email she'll tell you <laughs> i mean it's like people have taken advantage they have told me to pick a different profession in life they have told me to um just do horrible things so um basically or reshoot after reshoot after reshoot like they're just never happy like they yeah. were never they were never gonna be happy they're not happy with themselves and now they're just bleed <laughs> bleeding you dry this is a long time ago this isn't anything that's not anything recent no years ago yeah um And so something, okay, so going back to the something that really sucks, I (laughs) 
just if I am looking on Instagram and I'm seeing people just starting things left and right and it seems like they're just somehow making ends meet but also just doing what they want to be doing with their career that is so like it's got to be so just frustrating if you're trying to start this new thing and you have so much passion for this creative job that you want to do that isn't a nine to five but you're also just like trying to make ends meet it doesn't always work both ways. Like it's so, there's that weird barrier that's like how, where the middle is what people are asking about. Like how can I break through that? The transition. Yeah. They overlap. They're two, they're two completely different lives. Yeah. And the only way that you're going to get from one to the other is the overlap. Yeah. Which is a not fun, uncomfortable, occasionally spreading yourself a little thin, occasionally potentially getting, uh, taken advantage of because you're you're saying yes to everybody. Like I don't think you'd tell people not to do what you did when you said yes to a hundred out of a hundred people for every little job or occasion just to get out there. Your every job you're learning how to be better at your craft. You're mingling with people, so you have yeah, to kind of well, put on your salesman hat. Yeah, this is all double edged because I want to get my name out there, but I also want to make as much money as I can. So when someone's like, will you come do this thing for like $50? And you got to drive two and a half hours to get there. Yeah. I'm going to go do it because that's two tanks of gas. That's a a trip to the grocery store. Horrible attitude when you get there. Okay. We don't need to get into (laughs) it. I I remember that story too well. Anyway. You you just got to deal with it. If you want it bad enough... All the bad stuff you got to put up with, yeah. it doesn't matter. Deal with it. Put well, up with it. Because yeah. there's someone else out there that's maybe a little bit tougher, that's willing to just f- cut through that jungle with a machete to get to where they want to get to. And they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to do this same struggling bit, this transition yeah. bit, as long as it takes. So, you know. You got to keep banging your head against the wall. Those are those tenacious people that you see who just constantly are... Turning out, con- is it churning or turning? Churning, churning butter, turning, turning a new leaf, turning. Bu- Let's say churning out content. Uh, yeah, yeah. It goes back to butter. Why don't you just, why don't you say produ- creating, producing? Okay, the people that are out there just, just. Kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, every day on stories or, or whatever, those are the people with the machetes. Yeah. So I was going to go back to what I was talking about with, um the barrier and the middle point where you're feeling like you want to be doing something else, but it takes time, but you can't afford to take the time to do it. And it's frustrating. And you're seeing these people like excel and like make money and like do creative things. And Mm -hmm. I want to do something right now in my life that takes up a lot of time. That isn't necessarily going to make me any money, but it's going to make me happy in the long run. What is it? Painting. 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 With a uh, oil or watercolor, what what are we what are we talking here? Pastel. I, I definitely want to explore, but I'm most I'm the most familiar with acrylic. But okay, that's kind of this is just my personal example. I it's all I can think about, and I am I'm about to go a little nutso if I don't start doing it. <laughs> but we're so busy and blessed by this work. And I am living my dream by being a photographer for a living. But there's this other thing that's like calling to me. And, you know, I've been I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and watching a lot of YouTube videos about burnout and taking care of yourself. And when you do the same thing every day for a really long time, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're going to feel like you need to do something else. Sure. So. That's my two cents, literally, because we're talking about money. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Next. Well, we got more money talk. Yeah. This is all about how we make the money. So we had <laughs> we had literally, I'm not even exaggerating this number, we had like 1,700 uh, comments about money. Pricing. Are you rich? <laughs> How do you make good money? Literally just are you rich? Are you rich? Damn. Well, let's let's hit That's that one, let's hit that one up right now. Now compared to what? I know I don't know what to compare. Are we it to. rich now? Let me tell you something. All right. The answer is no. However, 
if the 20 year old version of Bennett was here, I'd be like, yo, bro, you're, you're going to be okay yeah. when you're 30. Yeah. Now, the 40 year old version of Bennett is looking at me, hopefully, because I believe that the future version of ourselves is always going to be better because yeah. we're always striving for greatness. Future version is going to go like, yeah, you thought you were doing okay then? Well, face facts, pal. Like now we're really cooking. You have assets. Yeah, that's 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 how I'd like to, to look at things. But like also, you know, we live in Southern California. Yeah. We have neighbors around here on both sides of the spectrum. We have people just that live a couple blocks away and it's like a trailer park. And we have a couple blocks away and it's million dollar, multi-million dollar homes. States, yeah. So... To say that we are rich, I mean, you can answer the question. I think we no. both agree. No. no. The answer is no. But compared to where we once were and compared to, you know, like the international average, you know, where how most people live their life, I would think that we're above average. But I have no idea. I, I really don't. don't I really I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. We don't like, we don't go jet skiing. We don't have like a <laughs> helicopter, you know, I don't have a... A gold toilet, you know. I don't have. I don't have these things. I don't really well, want. Well, really I'm want taking a. I'm taking a bitty bitty, <laughs> a big trip for my birthday coming up, and you've been talking about doing that since for for years. I just, and that is that's what I choose to really, you know, save up for and go for, and not only the photos and the experiences, but just taking a moment to not be in this very room that we're sitting in is valuable to me. And it can be anywhere. I mean, I've just always wanted to go to these two particular places. So win-win. What about cash flow management? Hmm. Had a couple people ask about how do we manage cash? I'll tell a little story because I just had a disagreement with a friend of mine. Sure. This past week about this very topic. Um, First off, we live within our means. Yeah. It's a novel concept not to go into deep credit card debt. If you're currently there, my condolences. But you don't need to. Um, we spend... Uh, there was a time where we were like paycheck to paycheck. I'd say Long the, ma- time. the majority of the time that we've lived together was paycheck to paycheck. Oh, easily. We weren't saving... Anything. Anything. I'm saying we weren't saving like 5, 10, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month. I'm saying we were saving zero dollars per month for multiple years we had just enough to do whatever we were doing you know we weren't going on trips we weren't like lavishly just spending everything we had it's like we didn't have much all we had was each other (laughs) and uh just enough to you know eat food maybe go out once or twice a month there's no travel involved we had a deal where we weren't giving each other gifts for like birthdays yeah, we just and never Christmases. Really did. We didn't, we weren't into gift giving for each other because we knew that each other's financial situation wasn't great. And it's not like we're all emotional about it, like pissed off about it. This was just, nor- it was normal. normal yeah. And then that evolved. Now we got a little bit of money, but w- what we started doing is I go to the grocery store, you know, I spend about $60 at the grocery store. I'm feeling pretty good. You know, that's Monday afternoon. Bennett goes to the grocery store. Bennett buys groceries, 50, 60 bucks. Okay. I come home. I felt like now Ariel owes me like 50, 60 bucks or she owes like the family. So she's got to go to the grocery store now. You know, it's got to be even like she's got to fill up the gas tank or she's got to do something. And then she would. And now it's my turn. And we live that way for a couple years. That was during a lot of this business transitional phase where like, yeah, there's a little bit more money. I had a nicer paying job, but we still were like, you know, we're just getting by, you know, just, just enough to pay the bills. Just getting by. This was like years ago. Sure. Then what that, what, what happened was, what had happened is we, there was like some resentment there because we were getting, we were getting super duper petty. And I think we've talked about this on the show previously. But we were getting really petty about like 20 bucks, about yeah, 40 bucks. Fill in the gas tank, cool. groceries, like the little, oh, I took, but I took us out to dinner. Oh, but I bought groceries. Oh, but I got the gas. Oh, but I bought paper towels. And it know? was crazy because we would flip flop with, you know, like we would each have circumstances with our jobs where we'd flip flop and I would make more and then he would make more and then 
we would be about the same and then we'd both be low or we'd both be high. Like it just, it just was not a good system. So we, and this is what I, my, my buddy and I argued about. We got a joint checking account. We still have our own whatevers, you know, I got my own thing. She's got her own thing. Um, but we got a joint checking account. I don't remember exactly when that was. It was a, f- a couple years f- ago. A few, a few years. Yeah. I want to say maybe about three years so ago. So prior or to more. when we were engaged, even. Yeah, we we were together doing it kind of footloose and fancy free for about you know six seven years. That's so crazy. And then we made a transition. We're like, you know what? Let's get a joint account. We're gonna put the same amount of money into the account to start. Yeah. And. It changed our relationship. It completely changed our lives. Yeah. We like the little bickering or pettiness or the little micro fights completely disappeared. That was the only thing we were really like. It's complete, about to complete each other. and it's utter like, game changer. And my, my buddy's stance was, you know, I work hard for my money. It's my money. And I don't want my wife or girlfriend to be dinking around with my money. And hey, I get that perspective. I get it. I understand it. Yeah. I can even appreciate it. But it's it's kind of narrow sighted, and it's also like, are you really that worried? You think she's gonna go and do something with your money? Like, I, I so I get both sides. It worked wonders for us to share our financial situation, yeah. So that we're on the same page, yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, that was like one stepping stone that made us become closer and uh, more committed. So, worked for us. Worked out great. When it comes to pricing. That's this is another element that came up a lot and it's so hard to do. And it's something that we still I wouldn't say we struggle with, but it's still something that takes some time and talking it through and figuring it out. Yeah. And it's pricing goods and services. I would like to get into how and why you priced the print shop the way that you do because a Woo-woo-woo. lot of people ask, you know, how do how do you really put a value on this art? It is art. It's, you know, it's made to order. We might not always have these certain prints. Like, there are so many reasons why, you know, they should be the way that they are or not. And from the beginning, I'll speak for both of us when I say we've always wanted it to be accessible for as many people as we can. Yeah, I know that with the print shop, we talked about opening up a little print shop online going back several years. We're talking yeah. like, I mean, the print shop opened up about two years ago. Yeah, it'll Come, be two years in July. Two years in July. And it feels like it's been around a lot longer. Yeah, maybe because we've been talking about it for so yeah, long. But the reality is the print shop's only existed for about a year and a half to you know about two years now. Yeah. All, you know, for years before the print shop existed, we talked about the print shop. We thought it'd be a great idea. We occasionally would print out some pictures. And we, like we've mentioned this story before, we were really just hooking up like friends and family People are like, oh, I love that picture. And the demand kind of grew a little bit. But then it, was, it wasn't it was so much about the demand. It was more about like, hey, how long are we going to sit on this idea for? Yeah. Like the idea could have been anything. But for us, it was a print shop. And we're like, how long are we just going to like keep talking about this like cool idea? Cool ideas are only cool if you do something we about it. We had no idea what would come from it. And we also had no idea who's going to print it, how yeah. we're going to do it, how do we collect money, what's the website going to look like. We didn't. So we had to start asking these questions. The cool idea is cool. Okay, let's do it. Well, oh, damn it. We got like a million things to do. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see that coming. But then throughout all those things that you overcome, every little hurdle, new horizon, you learn more and everything keeps changing. And now like our perspective is completely different now than it was two years ago, which was completely different than it was two years before then. Now it's like a, if you got an idea, go and do it. Don't, don't even think about it. Don't even worry about it. Because you'll oftentimes to me be like, imagine if we started the shop like five years ago. Yeah. You know, and that makes me want to start painting now. Like, why am I not doing it? And starting at five years ago, for me, like that idea, it's not because we would have, in theory, made more money. Yeah. It's that we make changes to the print shop every month. Yeah. You know, month and a half. Whether you notice them or not, we're always doing something. And they make and they make me feel good. Yeah. They make us feel good. They make us feel like we're learning something. We didn't go to business school. Yeah. I didn't go to. <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't. I was about to name a business. I don't. I can't even name you a business school. Some yeah. something something. School of Business. Reinhardt. B-I-D-N-E-S-S. 
the school of business. I don't, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. We think we're on a good trajectory. We think we have good ideas. (laughs) And so we roll with that. You know, you got to take some risks, but we don't know. Like it's a textbook, you know, we we're we're figuring it out as we go. And I always think about the consumer perspective because that's, you know, that's me. I'm a, just a normal guy, you know, just a normal guy hanging out. So I want whatever product or anything that I'm personally a part of, I want it to, I don't want it to be some illustrious, special, select few can get it kind of thing. That doesn't make any sense to me. And art should be available for everybody. And it, and I truly believe if you got vacant walls in your house, if you put some art up, it can change your life. That changing your environment changes your mood, changing your mood can change everything. Yeah. So it's something we're passionate about. And hey, we're stoked that it's gone as well as it has. And it keeps on growing. It'll, and in my mind, it'll keep growing because we're going to keep making it better. So there you go. In terms of pricing, we were, we were eventually hooked up with Simply Framed. They do our distribution for our art. Incredible customer service there. I've talked to people over there. I mean... I don't even know how many emails back and forth now, telephone calls. It's always been polite and professional. Their pricing is not just affordable. It's like compared to the market, it's just, it's dead on. And then the quality of the product, if you've purchased a print, you know, the quality of the product is, you know, second to none. I love that paper. So the combination of the quality of the product, the quality of the customer service, um, you know, are we going to work with them forever? I mean, if things just keep going the way they're going, I don't see why we would change. Yeah. We've we've talked to other, you know, production companies. We've seen other products and we love what we get yeah. with and we know what we get. So they do our prints. And then we work with a company called Canvas HQ for our Canvas prints. And what I love about them is, again, like, yeah, customer service. They're super sweet, super on it. And they their turnaround time is just like lickety split. Yeah. They're always just on top of it. So figuring out the pricing for the print shop, that, you know, that is what it is. And it had, it's had its own ups and downs. and It's public you know, knowledge. You can yeah, go we, <laughs> it the, starts at $30 is our is our uh, 8x10 print, and mm-hmm. it goes up from there. Yeah, and the most popular prints that sell in terms of the size are usually those 8x10s, mm-hmm. the 11x14s. Those are very common sizes. We get those orders a lot. But... um. Personally, I love the bigger stuff. Me too. I love the bigger stuff just because it makes a bigger, you know, impactful statement. But hey, you ever need some advice on some pairings or if you're trying to open up your own print shop, whatever, shoot us a line. You know, all about it podcast gmail.com or shop at Ariel or shop at arielvay.com. We'll, we'll do everything we can to hook you up with as much info. I mean, hey, we're just we're figuring it out as we go too. but we, we definitely got some advice. So Something that's probably way more challenging is figuring out pricing for the services that you do and have been doing for years when you're working with, you know, brands and people. Yeah. How do you figure out what to charge people? You know, you can't you can't just go like, hey, what's your budget? And they say, my budget's $20. And you go, sounds good. A lot of the time or almost every time I get pitched a campaign for Instagram there's something that says compensation based on experience and following. And this is like in the Instagram world, but with just charging a client, I'm going to take into account how long it takes me to drive there, how long it takes me to set up, how long it takes me to shoot, how long it takes me to edit that entire shoot. So getting as much information you can before the fact is crucial. I have gone into shoots thinking, oh, this should be three hours. Oh, I should only be taking 50 photos. No, you never really know. It most likely will always go over what they say. So it's kind of a sticky situation in every case because you should always try and go above and beyond to some degree. I think that that's kind of how bonuses. That's how you're going to get reoccurring clients talk about that deliver more than the agreement yeah by at least a little bit just throw in a handful for good measure have a have a maximum thank you a maximum 24 hour window of communication 
communication is super, super key. So you get an email from someone or someone's reaching out to you, you know, respect it. Treat it, treat it the way, you know, you want to be treated and get back to them. I'm, you, work, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, oh well, my God. Look, you, <laughs> get, a, you get a lot of emails. They, they just okay, keep coming. Okay, so, okay. Tangent fell. I really think that it's based on the, your time. So take into account, like, you have expensive equipment and you're using it for this purpose. And what is that worth to you? Typically, when you, you know, if you are freelancing currently or you're looking to freelance, you've maybe come up with a number in your head of like, okay, I think that I deserve X amount of dollars. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably close to a little bit less than double what you're thinking. So put put it that way. Like I think that you should start high and then negotiate and, you know, really just be yourself and don't be afraid of what someone might say or don't be afraid of them not getting back to you because they should get back to you either way. And if they don't, a follow-up isn't the worst thing in the world. Were there ever any doubts along the way? I mean, I'm human. Doubts in what if how I was like, good surprise, you are. I'm a baby dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> doubts in how good you are or were. Doubts in the money. Doubts in that it would dry up, you know, right after you started. There is doubt. There, so today, today there is... There is present doubt, and I think that everyone has, like... Today, 1.13 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> there is doubt. There is doubt. <laughs> there is doubt. But no, I think it's gotten better. It's definitely gotten better over time. Um, just because I I look at it this way. If Instagram went away tomorrow, um, I would feel the way that I would feel in that moment. I think that a lot of people would be <laughs> very upset it would change the landscape of a lot of different things as we know it because it's a big deal. Um, but I've, I've mentioned this in a previous episode on the podcast that I think that you should take advantage of the time that we're in right now, but also don't put all your eggs in the Instagram basket. Look for longevity, start getting emails, and really go for what you want to do, not because it makes a bunch of money, but because you want to do it because you should be happy in your own life and what you do every day attributes to that. We're dedicated to this podcast once a week. That always comes out. I'm dedicated to posting to stories and posting to my Instagram as often as I can. The goal is daily because I love it, but it's also because I'm running a business and I'm just being realistic here and saying that like, if I take a backseat to anything exhibit A, going to Uganda and not having Wi-Fi and not posting my stories, there's repercussions to that. Mm. And I couldn't control it. So there are certain things that um, definitely definitely are positives in what I do every day, but I also do really enjoy it. And I love, love, love connecting with the people on there and getting inspired and seeing new people and interacting in comments and doing polls and being on stories and being goofy and being myself, that is like the biggest gift to me that I just, I love it. I, I so appreciate anyone that just continues to come back because it's, it's a wild, crazy, awesome ride. Is it worth it? Yeah. Okay. We got that a lot. (laughs) Is it, is it worth it? Uh, and by it's very rewarding. is what worth what is having your own business and being it's your own boss, rewarding. controlling your own schedule and all the, the goods and bads and ups and downs that go with it. Is it worth it? Um, like the instability, the uncertainty, yeah. those those sort of things. Yeah, I'm so used to it that it's like I've been doing this. It's and totally trying to it. do it since my early 20s. So I feel like, gosh, it's so like I'm for, so used to it for me. You know, I left my most recent job this past October. Yeah, it's new to you. How do you feel about it? I think it's absolutely worth it. But again, like I kind of had my own little transition because I would be helping you on my weekends when I wasn't working, you know, helping you with photo shoots or weddings or, you know, whatever. So it's not like I'm, you know, breaking new ground here. It's just, you know, being more dedicated for, for me and my, my day. 
um, which is something I'm still kind of adapting to and getting better at and figuring out, you know, how best to spend my time. And because um, I, I work really good in an office. I've been in several offices in my life. I work great in office. I, I, I like going to a place. I like um, being told what to do in mm-hmm. a way. Not not necessarily like, hey, I need you to do this. It's more like I, I know that I don't have to come up with my itinerary. I'm going to be given yeah. tasks. And then whoever's given me those tasks, they're going to review them. Now I get to like be proud of myself by doing a good job. Someone's going to pat me on the back and say, hey, you did great on this. Or, or even better than that, maybe I screwed up. That's an even better situation, in my opinion, because then they're going to go like, hey, Bennett, you screwed up on this. I'm like, what? Your main man, Bennett? Screwed up on what? I didn't. I talked to my boss like that. I would never. <laughs> I would never do that. But then he, you know, I get to learn something, and without some, and and there's always someone pressing you and pushing you. And sometimes it doesn't feel good. You know, not everyone's boss is like a care bear, where they're like, "Hey, welcome to work," and they're just like so happy that. to see you. And <laughs> hey, so have you thought about that raise I want to give you? You know, no, there's no one that doesn't happen. <laughs> but a lot of bosses are good. That voice, though. Right. A lot of bosses are good. Some of them ain't. Some of them can be really overbearing and the commute sucks. And there's a there's a million. Yeah. There's a million bad things that come with. But with having your own business, the pros outweigh the cons like unbelievably. Yeah, because when it works, it works on the it works so big. It's a life life changing. And you get to then say, hey, no one did this. Like when you cash that check or when you go when the project's done, nobody told you to do it. Nobody, no one's like looking out to make sure you do it. You're not clocking in and not like it's all on you. And that can be, there's a lot of pressure there sometimes. The biggest thing for me and the hardest thing for me is feeling like it's never off. I'm always here. This is something that we are, well, I'm going to speak for myself. 365. This is something that I'm struggling with in the past couple of months. I need a space that I can work in um, and close the door and have an office Um, I am becoming a little hermit done with the situation. Mm -hmm. You guys, I've, (laughs) I have worked in our living room the entire time I've had a business, which is since 2012 or 13. I mean, I'm so lucky to do this and I don't, again, I don't mean to sound like I'm just, I'm just trying to be real with you guys and tell you how I feel in this moment in my life. Um, I'm ready to have a space. That's all. That goes into the next kind of grip of questions yeah. here. We have we got more. We're we're probably a little behind behind the eight ball, but that's because it's all right. Uh, you it's know, all right. It is what it is. How do you organize your day to get the most done? The distractions uh, are real. I don't. How do you stay active, <laughs> healthy when you're so busy? How do you manage your time? How do you stay motivated? I'm the worst. I don't. You don't. Nope. I just do it because I have to. It's a constant like. <laughs> yucky grind sometimes no i think there are there are jobs i love and are excited about and there's some that most of them and there's some that you guys aren't allowed to know about that i'm like kind of not into you know jobs that you that you work on but you'll never you don't get credit for it's all kind of like behind the scenes kind of stuff or this that and the other it's also that kind of gets into like uh People being like, what, do, what, like that question, like, what do you do all day and how do you make money? How do you support yourself? It's like, there are so many, not so many, but there are jobs where I get approached and I am literally not allowed to say that I did something for this certain company. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool that that can happen and that I get to freelance. But just to give you an idea, um, that happens and I can't I am legally bound to not say anything so it's crazy that's just crazy to me I just can't believe that I would never have thought that that would happen um but yeah another question is kind of still like the how do you stay creatively motivated and I think a lot of it has to do I think we've talked touched on this before yeah because it's not something you just like take a pill and you're just constantly motivated. That's not how life or creativity works. I think you have like a finite amount of creativity and you use it 
and then and then you're out of it and then you got to kind of get yeah. you got to get back into the flow if you got a good flow rock and roll with that flow baby but sometimes if you're not feeling it don't fake the funk yeah you, you i'm in a you, funk right now you know if you try and force it you're <laughs> not going to get the best of yourself anyway yeah. so listen listen to your body listen to your brain <laughs> listen to your let me take that again listen to your breaths breath breathing i'm gonna take it again all right, baby, listen to your breathing. All right, no, we're going to move on. I'm to in a funk question. right now, and I just want to say that um, I feel like I'm not in the best place mentally to um, speak to motivation and being creative because I don't feel like I am right now. And I, I again, for, for another round of I love what I do, but I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining, I just really want to reiterate that, like, anyone that does the same thing over and over and over every single day, day in and day out, no matter what you do, you're going to feel a level of burnout. Sure. So it's so worth it to have your own business. I just feel like I'm kind of caught in a weird place right now because I'm very um, I'm very much in a creative rut right now. Well, this is the thing that I've noticed about you living with you. And when you get into a creative rut, you get, you're pretty hard on yourself because you're comparing it to when it's really flowing and coming easy. And sometimes it doesn't come as easy. But that doesn't stop you from getting it done doesn't stop you from figuring it out and I think that talks to or speaks to your uh what's the word not lifestyle not energy but your uh like the system you have yeah like you it's a habit that's the word I'm looking for you formed yeah I guess lifestyle kind of yeah it's it's a habit you've created it's second nature to do these things to take the picture to you know, manipulate it and edit it in certain ways and work on a filter pack or, you know, work on a print, try and come up with a list of names to name your, you know, print names are your print names are very cute. Very, they're very important. We take a long time to decide on these names. They're not just a random name generator. Yeah. No, it's very like, nope, I like the, this pink sunset is Daphne. Has to work. Has to work. But creating the habit yeah. is really the the key, I think, for you. Because, yeah, when you don't have that energy flowing, you got to kind of rest on and rely on the habits and, uh, you know, good and bad. If you have bad habits and you're in a little bit of a funk, those bad habits get to rule your life. So trying to eliminate the bad habits and try and have good ones. even And the good ones can still be a pain in the ass. But <laughs> if, you let, if you let yourself go, then... Man, it's like take two steps forward, two steps back when yeah, it comes to creativity. I can't even tell you how much working out affects my workday and my clarity mood. and my mood and my life. Mood is key. That is my number one piece of advice. If you're feeling stuck and tired and cloudy and like nothing is just sparking, try working out just one time, maybe for 15 minutes. I can almost 100% guarantee that you will feel better and something's going to spark. Yoga. Anything. Do some yoga. Move your body. Stretch and do something that you don't normally do and you will feel good. Yeah. Have you ever left your house and just gone for a walk around your neighborhood? Go, go check it out. We do that a lot. Say hi if you see us. Yeah. Go, go just walk around your neighborhood. Go walk around the block. Go think of something that you don't do and go do it. Yeah. You know, go for a drive. Go drive somewhere random. Go sing with the music blaring. You know, maybe, hey, you take a five-minute shower. Go take a 10-minute shower. Like, yeah, we're in California. Conserve energy and water, people. But sometimes you need to take a Hollywood shower just to clear out the cobwebs and get yourself yeah. back right. That's that's me. Ariel hates a long shower, but I like, I like occasionally a nice... I don't uh, like drenching myself. That's a whole other episode. Jump in the ocean, you know, go <laughs> eat like some soup. I don't like having to dry go off. Find, find the thing... When you're in a funk, that's the one thing is like, don't punish yourself and just like yeah. keep on doubling down on feeling all funky. Do something that's going to make you happy. Do something yeah. that's going to bring you back to that version of yourself okay, that my, reminds you. Yeah. My problem is like, you know, I love a good story. You know that I don't have a problem talking to the camera, whatever. Yeah. You're like big, you're big pajama. Over here. Pajama me up. I will, I will be so weird and goofy and like, I am not putting on a front how you see me is how I am in person. You are weird. I am weird. Here's the thing. I don't feel like doing that every single day. And the people that do, I am mind 
blown that it's day in and day out and they can do and the people that do show themselves and show their lives and show their faces it's more often than not that those are the people that grow really really fast and end up getting huge campaigns i mean you see it all the time consistent consistency is better than quality it, it really is. Now, but, if you when, can, but when you have both, it's yeah, like, oh, When you can get a happy crap. marriage of like, wow, this is really good. And that's rare. And they do it on the daily. That's it's rare. Like, well, the, like, that's a, it takes a special person. It also requires you to work full time. I think maybe Instagram so immediate and it feels like it's so immediate. But the work that goes into it is something that even though we're in it, it's still hard to relate to. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, the photo shoots, the video, yeah. the the everything that goes into it, but you have no idea. Maybe that person's by themselves and they just whip Or they it. have a team. Or they have a whole team of yeah, people. And they you, make it seem like they don't. Yeah. We don't have a team. Well, Which, we're, hey, props. We're a team. We're, we're a two-person yeah. team. Yeah. You got your main man, Bennett, back here and again, and you have Ariel Vey. Always here. Photography. Never, never going anywhere, never coming back. I'm just always here. Yeah, you know. That should be mine. Because I'm always leaving. I'm always leaving and you're going somewhere come, and then, hey, I'm back. back here and again, but I'm just never leaving. You know, hey, back here and again. I'm still, I'm waiting to hear on the trademark for uh, your main man, Bennett. Uh, trademark that and uh, back here and again. So feel free before I get it. If you want to uh, use that, if you want to refer, your, refer to yourself as someone's main man uh, or say that you're back here and again. I didn't say the worst part for me about working from home. But someone asked, someone wanted to know. That was the question. A lot of people wanted to know. What I think the worst part Literally about, a million people. No, it's know. literally not. The worst part for me is constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm never doing enough. I could always be doing more and it will never end. There's always something to do because I have the choice And since I have that flexibility and I have the creative ability, I feel like I could never be done and there is always something to do. And a lot of that has to do with like, you know, the scrolling and the looking and the seeing of what other people are doing. And it has a crazy effect. And I think a lot of people feel that way. There's, there's always someone doing everything there's always someone doing something they're always saying they're going to do something and like I feel like I could maybe make someone else feel that way sometimes so damn (laughs) you just got to do you I think at the end of the day the most here's the most important thing in our experience like to get to this point it's about being authentic there's no there's no second place for that like, that is the number one thing. If you fake the funk, if you fake who you are, people will pick up on that in two seconds. There's yeah, not, there there's was... Just, people will smell that on you like a smell that they can, they can smell it. Right now, we're in the middle of a campaign with Cox Communications, and I just rolled out the first couple of, um, uh, you know, posts and the video that we did, and... There was zero hesitation with them because we've been using the internet for close to 10 years. We've been using Cox since we've been adults. Yeah, like 2011, (laughs) I think we got Cox internet. When they approached me, I was like, okay, I've been using this company for years and years and years. I've only had good experiences. And it's a really cool campaign that I want to talk about. So bonus. Now we have cable. Yeah. So shout out home life. <laughs> yeah. We would never, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We were not cable people. Yeah. We we're like a cut, we're a cut the cord, Netflix, YouTube, Hulu kind of people. But now we got cable and I'm all about it. I'm all about the cable. You got the, especially, you know, Game of Thrones is coming up with no. the HBO. This is where we're going to divide the living room in half. This half is the Game of Thrones Sorry. half. And go this take, half is, you know, go Ariel's get your half. staff and your cloak. And I'll be in here. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Cast some magic spells on y'all. On your ass. This is not. This is <laughs> bad time for you Where to are be we going th- with this? bad time for you to be throwing some shade at Game of Thrones. This is like I am. This is the what? time. Winter is here. Yeah, my condolences. Have fun with that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. I just don't like fantasy or sci-fi. 
I just gotta be real. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie and say like I love Dartier or whatever his name is. Dartier? <laughs> Who the hell? I love Declagee. Declagee? <laughs> It's Daenerys Targaryen, mother of dragons, uh, etc. <laughs> well, that's all the questions. I think, you know, God, this is episode's probably gonna be long because there's a lot of questions. There's there's many more questions we that we did. To give there's it. like seventy nine more questions we didn't even get into about like other things, you know. But hey. We did, we did the best we could. That was what fun. We, got. we yeah. had fun recording today, as always. Thank you for listening. And you can find us on the gram at All About It Podcast, posting videos for your enjoyment, um, singing and dancing or not. So there's that. Feel free. Drop us a line, allaboutitpodcast at gmail.com. It's a great place to send an email. You ever, you ever want to write an email? You know, have you ever had, have you ever had an email? Well, uh, you can email that and something might happen. Yeah. And I'm going to put you to bed in a second. There you go. <laughs> so, also, the the um, please feel free to send us a review on iTunes. Five stars is preferred, but, you know, be honest. You know, five star, one star, you know, it's kind of like they're all stars to me. Yeah, they're you know? all stars. It's like even one star is still like more than zero and they no, literally don't <laughs> they literally don't let you do zero, so you're obligated to do at least one. Yeah. I think we're worth at least one star. Yeah. So, you know. Whatever. Maybe two. Yeah. I mean, maybe 3. How sometimes about, 4. Maybe 5 is good. That would be great. Occasionally 5. And we appreciate that, by the way. Very much. We we are very grateful to have you guys here. Thank you for listening, and we will be coming at you in a week, as always. Until next time. Bye, friends. <laughs>